with Tiyata Dishmaya and with Hashem's help, let's continue. Let's continue in our lessons and on this path and, and building building a, a, a Mishkan in yourself where Hashem's, Hashem can dwell as, as, as can dwell in such a way that you will feel and you will be, become part of His divine essence and you'll be one with Him, which will trans, just take you, transport you from, 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 from one world to the next. It's beyond uh, anyone's imagination what it is to live a life of true Devekas of, of, of Hashem, which is why we're here. So now let's continue. Now that we have shown how to instill in your midst a simple and, and pure faith in Hashem's providence, we're going to see how, establish, how establishing this emuna in your heart is going to weaken the intensity of your anger. So now let's talk about anger, okay? So the truth is that anger is a measuring rod for a person and through which the extent of your faith in Hashem's providence can be measured. The greater a person's emuna in Hashem's providence, the weaker is your trait of anger. Do you get that? It goes hand in hand. So when one is greater, the one, uh, other one becomes less. It, it diminishes. And, and the further one is from faith in his providence, the greater will this person's anger be. And th this is also besides the differences in people's nature, you know, making some people quicker to anger than others. So therefore, if you want to check to see if your efforts have borne fruit and whether faith in Hashem's providence had made inroads into your heart, one method is to check the degree of your anger. If your reactions have not changed and you become angry as you did before, then you have not truly acquired emunah in Hashem's providence. But if you find that the degree of your anger is, is decreasing, it's decreasing, you could take that to be an indication of the extent to which you have indeed acquired emunah in Hashem's providence. So let's give you a brief, we're going to go through a brief um, brief introduction before we move forward on, on how instilling emunah can be the cure of trait of anger. Now, there's a principle that applies to all true avoda in general, and specifically to the trait of anger. The way to correct any flaw in one's character trait and give it a proper balance is through bringing Hashem into the picture. I'm going to repeat this because this is very important to know. The way to correct any, any flaw, any flaw in your character traits, any flaw at all, and give it a proper balance is through bringing Hashem into the picture. If I, Hashem, am here, all is here. So that's to say, if Hashem is included in the process in an appropriate manner, the matter in question will be properly rectified. And when Hashem is truly present at the heart of the matter, it will perforce be corrected and ultimately perfected. A person's entire avoda, your entire avoda, is to bring Hashem into the picture. Do we understand that? That's the entire avoda. So now let's let's move forward and let's explain how to cure the trait of anger and how does one bring Hashem into the picture in order to bring about such a cure. So we're going to talk about that. What also what leads a person to anger? 
And so the simple answer is that anything that opposes that opposes your will brings a person to anger. So sometimes the anger is very weak and barely discernible. And sometimes it's strong and very evident in the heart. And sometimes it's so powerful and fierce that it, it's obvious from the person's facial expression. And, and another cause of anger and you know is when a, when a person's honor is slighted he's angered the person feels on deserves feels like he deserves he's entitled to honor and it's been denied to him so generally speaking there's two situations that make a person angry number one when a person's will is frustrated not through another person but through natural events or when another person thwarts one's will those two are situations that can make a person angry and so now let's let's go through some examples a person gets up one morning and embarks on a journey and suddenly a person gets a flat tire and he can't continue driving no one caused this to happen tires naturally wear down until they get ruined and this event can make a person angry because he planned to meet someone at, at a particular time and now he can't so there's no one to direct his anger against because the event didn't occur through a person so if you would ask him at whom are you angry he would correctly respond i'm not angry at the tire but at the situation i'm unable to carry out my wishes and plans and seemingly his anger is not directed against anyone specific and later we're going to see that that's not exactly true and so the second kind of anger occurs when a person does some harm to another like breaking his window for example someone breaks your window person's going to be angry so there's someone whom to direct the anger the specific individual who caused the damage right so now there's two kinds of anger one where there's no clear target for the anger because there's no way to get angry with or no one to get angry with there's no person there right and number two is when there is a person who cause one to become angry so those are the two kinds of anger so on a deeper level all kinds of anger are the same all are the same and now let's explain this more okay so when when you truly understand the muna in your mind and you're properly aware of it in your heart you realize that in each case the source of the event that made you angry is only the creator okay let me say that again because it's very very important that you understand this okay this is a deep deep level of what it is basically so when if you understand really understand emuna and in, in your mind and you're properly aware of it in your heart you understand that in each case the source of the event that could make you angry is only only coming from the creator so now let's consider the first kind of anger and then with Siata Dishmaya with Hashem's help we're going to discuss the second. So let's say you wake up in the morning and you get into your car and you drive off and then later on you get a flat tire. If you simply react to the mishap, right, you'll, you'll naturally feel angry and frustrated. However, if you live in the proper way, you will do the following. You'll enter the car in the morning and you'll first of all think, who gave me the car? Hashem. From where does the car receive its ability to be driven? Hashem gives the car the capacity to drive each moment. And this is the praise, by the way, in our morning prayers. With his goodness, he renews creation every day. And it's said in the present tense. 
So if this attitude permeates your mind and heart, then if the car malfunctions for any reason at all, what are you going to think? You're going to think as follows. Who gave the car the ability to work until now? Hashem. And who now took away its ability to be driven? Hashem. And if so, if I get angry at my inability to use the car, that really means I'm getting angry with Hashem. Because it was He who took away from me the ability to drive this car now. Do we get that? So many people live with a superficial outlook on life and, and don't have this in mind. All the more so in their hearts that Hashem alone, only Hashem provides the ability to use a car at each moment and it is only He who constantly guides our life. And when, when people encounter some problem on the road, they're going to find it extremely difficult to suddenly remind themselves that Hashem alone guides them. Hashem was not in the center of their thoughts before the problem surfaced and as a result, the anger is going to come up. Anger is going to surface. But if, 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 if you constantly, you constantly remember that Hashem controls everything with, with precise providence, then even when it seems that your journey was unsuccessful because there were numerous delays, you're going to remember in your mind and you're going to feel in your heart that A, number one, only Hashem has, has led you until now. And number two, only, only Hashem is delaying you. And there's no other cause. And you're going to understand that the present hindrance is also from Hashem. So in the Torah, we find an episode that's almost identical to the situation that we just talked about. Bilam was going on his way, and his donkey crouched down and prevented him from continuing. So Bilam thought that the donkey had chosen to stop him. But that wasn't, the, that wasn't at all the case. The donkey didn't stop of his own free will, but through an angel, a messenger of Hashem. So in other words, the fact that it stopped and did not continue was a direct result of Hashem's will. But since Bilam didn't understand this, so who did he get angry with? To whom did he get angry? At the donkey. So when he later understood that the hindrance was from Hashem, he realized that there was no one at whom to direct his anger. So if, if a person would always think in this manner, if you would think in this manner, you would realize that there's no reason to lose your anger because everything, everything is from Hashem. You'll realize that if you feel anger, at the cause of a disturbance, it's only in fact you're being angry with Hashem, which is certainly never, never, never intended. I'm sure you will never intend to be angry with Hashem, but you'll realize that all of life and truth uh, is a constant interaction with your Creator, and He's going to direct your attention towards Hashem, remembering who is behind each moment and experience. You will not pay any attention to the many intermediary factors but to he, Hashem, who stands beside everything and besides and behind everything is only Hashem himself. So once, once you have come to realize intellectually and you feel in your heart that every single event comes only from Hashem, then you must think more deeply about it. This, does this act of Hashem stem from his love or chas shalom from hatred? So clearly Hashem loves loves every single person very very much with a love that transcends the kind found in created beings a love whose essence can only be present in the one god here's a simple example 
Let's say, let's say someone gets drunk on Purim and he wants to drive a car. So his father tries to convince him that it's very dangerous, but the son doesn't listen, right? So the father tries to take away the car keys, but he's unsuccessful. And when he sees that the son is about to drive away, he goes and he lets the air out of the tires. And the son realizes he can't drive. And he begins to scream, Father, Father, what are you doing to me? The father doesn't answer because the son will not understand him then. So the son dejectedly returns to the house and falls asleep. The next morning, he barely remembers what happened and asks his father about the previous evening's event. And when the father tells him what happened, the son hugs and kisses his father, saying, thank you for saving my life. And similarly, similarly, a person has to clarify to himself that the event in question occurred through, through Hashem as a result of the love of the, the love that he has towards him. And that being the case, it's undoubtedly was only, only for his benefit. And although the benefit and the love are not immediately apparent, you have to accept in your mind and feel in your heart that the event occurred as a result of Hashem's deep love for you. The entire event was only for your benefit, even though you don't sense the nature of the benefit. Do we understand that? So once you realize and you feel that every single incident that occurs to you flows from Hashem's deep love and is entirely for your benefit, there's no place for anger. There's no place for anger. Anger arises when someone offends you, okay, or tries to harm you. But if the act is entirely positive, devoid of any evil, the result and results from Hashem's deep love, what place, what place is there for anger? Think about that. So now let's summarize what we've discussed so far. To begin with, you must come to know and feel that Hashem alone causes each event. You must, you must know and feel that. The second stage is for you to know and feel that Hashem loves you very much. And the third stage is to know and feel that Hashem is, is the only one who knows what is truly best for you. And if you put the person, if you put yourself into this situation, if he put you into that situation, then, then Hashem's infinite wisdom has determined that this was the best way to benefit you at that exact time. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Sometimes, guys, listen to this carefully. Sometimes a Yetzirah tries to fool you and puts the thought into your head. And true, this was totally for my benefit. But why couldn't Hashem have benefited me in a different way? In a way that I could see even with my physical eyes that this was good. You have to believe understand and feel that Hashem knows everything, everything. Hashem's infinite wisdom determined that this was the only way to benefit you at this time. You must, you must believe, understand and feel that and feel that. You understand? So once you've internalized this concept, you won't get angry over anything that happens to you. Not only that, but you'll even be happy about it. Hazal referred to those who rejoice even when suffering. And this comes from a clear recognition of who was the cause of the event and why he caused it. Hashem himself, out of his infinite love, brought this upon him. So when you understand this and feel it with all your heart, 
There can be no place for anger, but only for joy, simcha. If your heart is not filled with joy, and certainly if there's still room for anger, then your emunah is obviously not pure enough. Do we understand that? And that's that's your avoda. That's your avoda is to fully internalize these ideas of emunah into your heart. And the first step is to give it a lot of thought, guys. Give it a lot of thought. The second step is to speak about it often, repeating it, repeating the concepts time after time, time after time. You should say to Hashem, I know that you caused this event. I know that you love me. And I know that this was for my benefit. Enable me to feel all of this. And you should repeat such words thousands of times and even more until you really, really feel them and that they have penetrated to the depths of your heart. Do you understand? So even if you fail and, and you do become angry, you should not get upset about that. You should think back on how you began the day and realize that 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 you weren't sufficiently aware of the Shem's guidance. And then you should go back and instill in yourself the emuna many thousands of times. Many thousands of times. And this should be done uh, both before an unpleasant situation arises and during such situations. You should go back and infuse these words in your heart incessantly without being disheartened by failures. If you preserve with this, despite the failures and setbacks, and you're not overwhelmed by them, Hashem will certainly grant you the privilege to acquire pure faith in your heart. Did you understand that? If you preserve with this, despite the failures and setbacks, and you're not overwhelmed by them, Hashem is going to certainly grant you the privilege to acquire pure faith in your heart. And it's essential for you to keep a daily account of your spiritual growth. Okay, this is particularly important when you're working on, 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 on anger. You have to check to see if you became angry in that day and identify that, that it was a result of lack of emuna and commit yourself to improve. And this will have a positive effect. Very, very, very much a positive effect on you. And so, so far, we have described how to deal with anger that comes through an event that doesn't involve another person. Okay? So now, with Hashem's help, we're going to discuss anger that's aroused by the behavior of another person. So we already mentioned that it's very difficult. It's a very difficult situation because when another person is not involved, it's clear that you can't really get angry at the rock that, that you tripped over or at the tire that burst, right? So you have to understand if you're worthy that it came from Hashem. But when another person makes you angry, <laughs> one is apt to think that since that person has free will, the event was not decreed by Hashem, but it's a result of that individual's free will. And it's natural to be inclined to become angry with that individual who chose to harm you, right? So there's a well-known incident that happened in the base den of the base Alevi, which is uh, Rav Yosef Dov Soloveitchik. A butcher once came to him with a question about kashrut of an animal, and he ruled that the meat was forbidden. So the butcher calmly accepted the decision, in spite of the financial loss this ruling caused him. And some time later, the same person came before the base Halevi to resolve a financial dispute between him and another man. So after the base Halevi ruled against him and in favor of his opponent, he became enraged. The base Halevi commented that even though the man lost more money as a result of the first ruling, he didn't have anyone with whom to get angry then 
because the animal was not his opponent. But in the second case, there was someone to blame, and this stirred up hostile feelings. So there are two issues when the anger-provoking situation is caused by another person. Number one, it appears, it appears that the other person chose to hurt you. It appears that way. And number two, it's the very fact that there is another person involved draws, draws, draws a person into a fight due to feelings of pride and honor. And this can only be corrected through pure and clear emuna. Because when you live with true emuna, it makes no difference if you were harmed by a rock, water, a person, or anything else. It doesn't matter. Only a lack of clear emuna creates these distinctions and incites anger. I'm going to say it again. Only a lack of clear emuna creates these distinctions and incites anger. So the Zohar Kadosh points out that when a dog is struck by a stick, it runs after the stick and tries to bite it. It's not because the dog is unaware that the real cause of the blow is not the stick, but the person holding it. The people make the same mistake. We make the same mistake. We fail to realize that any time a person serves as an intermediary to bring out an unpleasant occurrence, he is only a stick in Hashem's hand. And you have to identify the true source of an event. It's not the stick, but Hashem. So sometimes this stick appears in the form of a rock, and sometimes as water, and sometimes as a person. The common denominator, though, is that they have the same origin. It's Hashem Yishbarak himself. So when David Amalek was cursed by Shimi ben Gera, his reaction was, Hashem told him to curse. And this is the foundation of Emuna. Hashem told him to curse. Similarly, we have to say that Hashem told him to hit. Hashem told him to break. Hashem told him to embarrass. And even though these examples are not found in the Torah, a wise man is going to extract the message from Hashem told him to curse. And understand that the proper approach should be nothing other than Hashem told him. So you have to understand the inner structure of creation. There are two ways a person has to view the world, or might view the world. Two ways. The world is compromised of inanimate objects. Plants, animals, and people. And this is a superficial approach. Very superficial because the person, because if, you know, if you're looking at it like, like that, then you're only looking at the external aspect of creation. Or the second, as we say in the morning prayers, you existed before the world was created and you exist now that the world has been created. So why did Hazal re reveal this fact to us? Why? So clearly, at any time, any time Hashem caused some knowledge to be revealed to man, it has to be that it's needed for his avoda. So if so, this must also apply with regards to the statement, you were the one before the world was created, and you existed now that the world has been created. So Hazal revealed to us a new perspective on creation. You shouldn't just focus on the perspective of seeing the anatomic objects, plants, animals, humans, yada yada, which is the perspective of after creation. We have to learn to live, even now, with the perspective of before the world was created. And this is a deeper view of life and provides an inner true perspective of the essence of all created beings. And this is the explanation from the perspective of after creation. Every object, plant, animal, and human being is related to as having its own independent destiny and existence. 
And, and this way of thinking naturally leads to a life filled with anger caused by others who have wronged or insulted you, for example. But if you, if you see the world through the eyes of Emuna, then you live every minute in the reality of you existed before the world was created. And you find Hashem in everything. You will find Hashem in everything. You don't view the inanimate object as something independent. You will sense Hashem's energy in it. And the same is true with the plants. And the same is true with the animal and with the person. So therefore, you're never really focused on the created being, but you're always focusing on Hashem. And you sense that the entire physical world is a garment with which Hashem has disguised himself, so to speak. He doesn't bother himself with the garment, but you don't you, you won't even look at that, right? You're the underlying cause. You're gonna look at and you're gonna focus on the underlying essence with it, which is only Hashem. So therefore, whenever something happens, you only see Hashem, who is the real cause of all events, guys. This must be something that it's in your heart. This outlook on life is going to completely transform you. Completely. You will escape from the superficial state of seeing only created beings and you're going to connect to a deeper state of sensing the creator. Your only involvement will be with Hashem. And this is the depth of Azal's comment that when Esther said, may the king come, she had in mind the king of the world. And that's how she lived. She saw Hashem in everything. Her entire focus and communication was only with Hashem. Hashem. And only with Him. And you should understand. You must understand that this is the true way to look at creation. When, when you view the objects of creation as a separate entity, then their value was lowered. Because in truth, the sole importance of anything that is measured by its own degree of godliness. Okay? So... In truth, the sole importance of anything is measured by its own very degree of godliness. So other ways of accessing values that are commonly employed in this world are definitions that come from the world of falsehood, the world of sheker. And the MS is, and the truth is that each thing is as great as the godliness that it reveals. And the deeper perspective of seeing the godliness underlying an inanimate object a plant or an animal or a human elevates them from the state of ordinary creations to the state of being creations connected to Hashem in which there is a revelation of godliness. And that's the entire value of any created being, the degree to which it represents and reveals the presence of Hashem Yishbarak. And so you must understand these lessons very, very well. And so with Shekhar Dishmaya, we're going to continue with understanding really, really, really the purpose of creation and creation. And then so that eventually this will be in your heart and you will know. You will know that everything in this world is a sham. So there is nothing. Who are you going to be angry at? Who are you going to be angry at? You're going to be angry at a sham? Okay. All right, so when you have your one-on-one -on -one conversation with him, if you're at that level already where you could talk to him, you could tell him that you're upset at him, okay? You could have that dialogue with your creator. It's okay, by the way. It's a reality check. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to talk to your creator and be real. Be real when you're doing it, right? Because Hashem doesn't want fakeness. But at the end of the day, I don't think you're going to be angry with Hashem. I think this, if you know Hashem and you really know him in your heart, you know that everything that happened, everything that is happening around you is for you. Everything that's happening is not to you, it's for you. 
every obstacle in your mind that you think is an obstacle is actually an opportunity for you. And that's how you're going to start to know it. So our perception is really not a very good thing to go by. And I'll tell you, here's an example. And we can go back to the, the Miraglam when they went and they gave the false report on the land of Eretz Israel. They actually saw, they saw, they saw that the that people were being buried left and right. That was their perception. Their perception. They saw that the land swallowed up its inhabitants. It did. It, it, people were being buried. But that Hashem did on purpose. As Azal teaches, and we know that, Hashem did that on purpose. That was Hashem's distraction to the people so the Miraglim can go upon their way and they could see the beauty of the land. But what did the Miraglim do instead? They didn't know that. They only saw as far as they could see. They saw based on their own perceptions and they only saw that one piece, right? Because they don't know the whole story. And sometimes we never get to know the whole story. But to say something like that and what they did, it cost it caused the destruction of the temple. So we have to be so very careful on how we perceive things in this world. We have to know. We have to know with undoubtedly knowing that everything in this world is only for our benefit. Everything that happens in this world is only for our good. Anything, anything that occurs is only a stick that Hashem uses. And he uses that tool depending on what we need to learn. So it's always for our benefit. It's never for our detriment. Hashem never hurts. Hashem only loves, right? But we do things in this world, and this world is based on cause and effect, which means if we do something that's not so good, then there's an offset to that. And that's what we end up seeing. But what we end up seeing is the offset of the tikkun for that. But do we see that what caused that? No. Sometimes we don't see it because sometimes it was many, many years ago because Hashem's, one of his traits of, is compassion and he's slow to anger. And we could have done that many, many years ago. We forgot about it. Or we could have done it from a previous Gilgul, a previous lifetime. So we don't have the whole story, right? We, we have to agree that we don't know everything. And one thing that you have to know, and this is where we're going and this is where we're getting to, is you have to know that Hashem only, only, only does what's good for you. Because no one, nothing in the world is ever going to love you more. You can't even love yourself as much as the Creator loves you. And only He knows what's truly best for you. And if you don't know that, then again, I give a shiur on Sha'ara Bitahon from Holos Alebabos. Start that shiur from, from, from the first lesson and you're going to you're gonna start to, you know, go in the path of what is real Bitahon and understanding what that means because that is what we're talking about right here. It's getting to know and knowing in your heart that it's all Hashem. Hashem in nature, Hashem is concealed in his own nature. You understand? There's laws of nature and there's laws of miracles. Hashem can be found anywhere you want. If you want to live in the world of miracles, then you will. And if you want to live with the laws of nature, then you will also. But everything is Hashem. Everything. There's nothing in this creation that's devoid of Hashem. So once we really know that, why would you get angry? Why would you get angry? You know that everything is only from Hashem. So with that being said, Bezat Hashem, we'll continue with our lessons. Bezat Hashem, Bezat Hashem tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'amen.